here's the Star Wars X-Wing fighter and the Star Wars TIE fighter. Spaceships and Luke Skywalker sold separately. Batteries not included. I'll get you this time, Luke. We have to X-Wings. Both with flashing lights and sound. A hit! There go the solar panels. And Darth Vader got away. Force is with me. Luke Skywalker wins again. Kenner's Star Wars X-Wing fighter, TIE fighter, and action figures all sold separately. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. works very small man can cast a very large shadow this <laughs> does put a smile on my face once more the sith will rule the galaxy You are on the Sith list. I have spoken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 194 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Araj Dolat Shahi, and my co-pilots for this evening, the young, the restless, the pantless, the man who just spilt his Corona Seltzer. No. What flavor are you doing there? No, I, I didn't spill the Corona Seltzer. I spilled my giant glass of water. Okay, well, let's roll the tape on that. No, because I was listening. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Oh, uh, well, this Wednesday is going on, baby. That's fucking cold. Uh, <laughs> That's frosty as fuck. <laughs> He pulled a gurgage. Now back to our show. Oh, you had water I in had there. Water in Spilled that. a tall drink of water on you. Oh, well, drink of water well that's what you get for drinking seltzer, anyways. Yeah, Just kidding. Exactly. I haven't even started drinking it yet. That's the issue. So he uh, stripped down. He's not wearing any pants. So nope. he's doing this uh, not commando fully, but he's got his boxer briefs from 1984 on. Thank God. And his name is Carlos Borguel, the man we call Crunch Crunch Hazelnut. <laughs> Just sounds like sounds like a, just well, just one, one of them. Crunch. It sounds like a cereal. Hazelnut crunch crunch. Hazelnut crunch. Yeah, there it is. I like that. Hazelnut crunch crunch. I think a new shirt is going to be made. Oh, Hazelnut crunch crunch. Guys, cereal box. Oh damn, I love it. Yeah, the honey nut crunch box. You just gotta. There it is, honey nut crunch box. Oh, I'm going to work. I'm going to work tomorrow. You go work on these hazelnuts. Oh. oh. <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. This is what happens when you take edibles. Damn it. You ruined it. <laughs> hey, you come at me. So Les has taken an edible. He wanted to you play this game. Is it, is but I don't understand game the game is, that he wanted to play. Okay, you were going to introduce me to Ed, would you say, also known as, I was going to say, the man who just chewed an edible, and I wanted to see how long it takes before people can understand. He's going to figure out when I'm high. He's going to turn out. Well, you, but you already said so. But if you were going to say that on the intro, you were going to already tell them on the intro. No, yeah, but you, you never wanted know. to do it. You don't know yeah. if I can hold it. You don't know what's going to happen here. 
This is spontaneity at his best, dude. It's a Jeez, new Sith man. list game. That's yeah. right. <laughs> which one of us which, is high. Which one of y'all's is uh, messed that? Well, well this should up, be a dude. very interesting night. <laughs> we got seltzers over here. We got uh, ice water everywhere. Uh, oh, it's the greatest. Dude. The on. man we call King Tom. The king of all pods. The king of all Patreons. Mr. Tom Chansky, how you doing, buddy? I'm having a very unceremonious night over here, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> the man we call El Hombre. I can't even do this. <laughs> the Hold on. The man who remembered. Oh, he remembered. Don't worry. How could he ever forget? Because it was the first time. Well, maybe the last time he and I ever met. But I know the reason why he kept his silence up. No, he didn't fool me. It hurt. It didn't show, but the pain, the, the pain still the pain. grows. Bang. It's no stranger to you and me, Mr. Eric. Dude, that was so long. I don't even remember what my last name is. Do, 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 Strothers. <laughs> is, is that in the air tonight? It is in the air tonight. Oh, okay. See what happens when you take edibles? You, like, Dude, no it's shit. all been a pack of lies. Oh, you know, there was a rumor that song was about a drowning, but then he came out on Jimmy Fallon and said that was complete bullshit. No, it was in a, he was hiking in the woods. Hiking in the woods. And he, oh, invited, yeah, he invited the guy on stage and he, he the world premiere of the song, he invited the guy on stage who did it and he sung it to him and the police were there behind the scenes. So yes. when the song was over, the police arrested the guy. But they waited until it was done because those drums are so dope. They were not going to be getting the cuffs out before that song was over. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But I guess it was all a pack yeah. of lies. Can we hang on this little moment for a second? Remember when it came on? What show it came on? Miami Vice, dude. That's right. Come on now. One of the, that was. Come on now. Miami Vice had a great That was a moment soundtrack. in my life. Yeah, we're like music the moment just came together that was one of the shows on television where the soundtrack like glenn fry was on it yep. phil collins had a couple songs on it it mm-hmm. was fantastic it was a really well done show by the way i mean you go back it's probably, i don't know if it holds up anymore i haven't gone back and watched it but it was like serious drama then it got a little shady at the end it was still kind of lame but yeah but the first couple seasons it was, it was pretty good all right my vice talk on the sith list eric strothers how you doing buddy I'm great, man i'm super awesome and fantastic everything things just couldn't be better I love that attitude. Mr. Chansky, you live in the Groundhog's Day? Pretty much, yeah. But it could be could be worse. That's right. It could be worse. We you know, we're all healthy, knock on wood. Yeah. So we have that going. Mr. Gonzalez, I know you're doing okay. No, I'll tell you when I'm doing okay, man. <laughs> all right. You'll know. I'll let you no. know. <laughs> You'll know. <laughs> Boo, how you doing other than being wet? Uh, yeah, instead besides being wet and not wearing pants, um, I'm good. Les, don't look down at me like that. I, just, I saw I that. I could not. I saw that. Head. Don't you be looking at my you, at my I nether glanced. regions. Are you are you meat gazing him? Yeah. <laughs> are you Are you looking real? at my hazelnuts? Yeah. Oh. oh. Those are actually Tic Tacs. Oh. <laughs> Tic Tac between two, two red, red hots. hots. There yes. it is. There it is. <laughs> All right. This podcast is already done. At least, in my, at least in Mike and I. Come on. Yeah. A Jolly Joe. A Jolly Mike Joe. I love, man. I haven't. Oh, God. I love candy. And you I haven't, haven't had a Jolly Joe in your mouth in a long time. Dude, I love Jolly Joes. <laughs> I love. The, fuck, that's my ooh, favorite candy. What is a Jolly Joe? It's a, it's a Mike. A like Mike and I. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> After I'm done with it, he's really jolly. <laughs> All right. Let's get it. Let's get everybody. I'm glad everybody's doing well. <laughs> I'm glad everybody's doing great. Everybody take off your pants. Uh-huh. 
Boo. Yeah, let's make Boo feel like yeah. normal. Let's <laughs> yes. all take off our pants. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. So, uh, anybody have any interesting stories at all this week? Anything happen? No? Everybody just sitting at home, right? Besides me not wearing pants? Yeah. Yeah, besides this podcast? No? Okay. Well, we can just move on. I got to watch Aladdin with Malik mm. yesterday. Well, he watched five minutes of it. I watched the rest of it. Live action one? No, 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 no. Oh. I I had to start OG with him, you know. I'll, I'll oh, move yeah, on yeah, to live action yeah. when he's a little older. It was cool. It was great. Bucket list check off there, watching Aladdin with my son. I mean, we're going to talk Star Wars later, but I have watched The Clone Wars from the very first episode now. I'm rewatching it all in order. Mm-hmm. I am really loving it. I'm really enjoying it. There's some stupid, stupid episodes and, and the, some stupid arcs. But there's some damn good stuff. And, and the content's really good. The animation, the first season's not so great. But you can tell that the budget got a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger as it went on. I'm really enjoying it. I'm in on season three, I think, now. Um, I'm, I'm digging it. And we're going to obviously talk about that. Are you doing amazing? Are you watching lineup. past episodes? And then when the new episode airs, you go ahead and jump to that also? Yes. Okay. So I'm watching the new episodes. And then I'm, just, I'm going back in order and okay. watching all the rest of them which is pretty, pretty rad. All right. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Just go to the makingstarwars.net tab, click it, and just pick any podcast on there because they're all great. All right. Let's start this, guys. You guys ready for some box office news? There is a box office total. Unbelievably. You ready for it? The Akla Drive-In in Akla, Florida, the one source of domestic box office this past weekend. The weekend box office report on the website, the numbers, this is via Screen Crush, showed two movies playing at that one theater in the entire United States last week. The two films, the World War II biopic Resistance and the indie psychological thriller Swallow, both from IFC Films, were shown at the Akla Drive-In in Florida, according to journalist Yitish Padya, for a grand total box office of $33,456. Well done. We have some box office money that was made. Which is weird because we have a drive-in that's right down the street from us and it's packed every night. And I don't know why they're not getting their totals. Uh, I don't think it's... It's older movies? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Current movies. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So there you go. It's open? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's packed. Mm-hmm. What drive-in. else are people supposed to do? You yeah, stay in your car? You stay in your car and you have sex. Whoa. Yeah. We, had, we talked that about works. this, remember? That works, time? yeah. All right. I think Kylo Ren is already pumped up right now because there was some cool Star Wars stuff that came out. Let me tell you. Go ahead, Kylo. It's time. For Eric's Star Wars report. Okay, so check this out, man. This was just today. Mind you, that's what makes it so exceptionally rad. But variety. Because, you know, I'm always reading variety. That's that's my jam. Uh, just kidding. It's totally not. But uh, it's an exclusive that it says Star Wars series from Russian doll co-creator Leslie Headland in the works. At Disney Plus, a new Star Wars series is in the works at Disney Plus. Variety has learned from sources. Wow. That's what I would say, too. The series, uh, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. Details of the exact plot of the series are being kept under wraps, but sources say it will be a female centric series that takes place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than other projects. Uh, Headland is said to be attached to write and serve as showrunner on the series with the show currently staffing. Ahsoka Tano? I don't know, man. Pretty much as a showrunner and director for Russian Doll. 
uh, it, she's the co-creative Russian doll. I don't know much about the show past that. Yeah, I know Lorena watched the show and she said it was really cool and they did a really good job with it. I didn't watch it, but a lot of people uh, really, really liked it. Great news, man. We We wanted something like this. Yeah, and it says a different part of the star, a different part of the Star Wars timeline than other projects. So, okay, uh, you know that still still can mean Ahsoka. Yeah, it could. Uh, yeah, it could. The Mandalorian takes place in the time that I would think that you would have some Ahsoka stuff going on, just because of the way Rebels ended. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that's cool news, man. That's really cool news, and I hope that um, hope we get something firm on it before long. That'd be neat. Yeah. So we have, and this is variety that they, they don't, they don't mess around. So we have multiple projects, side projects that are kind of like, um, separate. We have this one and we have that other one with the guy that directed a bunch of Ozark episodes. Uh, that, a, did that, did that get debunked? No, but that's a movie, isn't it? Oh, it's a movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a movie. Oh, that's a movie. Good for them. Okay. As long as there's Star Wars news and Star Wars content coming out, I am happy about it. It's all good with me. So I also saw, and shame on me, I can't remember where I saw it, but it said that the s- season three of The Mandalorian is in pre-production already, which doesn't surprise me, but it is just, oh, it feels good to hear it. Wow, that's amazing. Already season three. Well, this is like what we talked about last week, Boo. Because mm-hmm. of this coronavirus and people are at home and they're doing work from home, you can do a lot of stuff. Nothing but time. Nothing but time and nothing but sitting down at your place, thinking about things, getting things on paper, getting things, emailing people and Zooming and all that shit. So this is, uh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Wow, season three. Yeah, that is, that is pretty cool. Hey, Eric, did you hear about Sam Whitworth talking about uh, Uncle George and how Filoni is sending uh, episodes to him? Well, not sending. I think every time something airs, George Lucas sends a message to Filoni and they go back and forth. Oh, wow, man. No, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. So Whitworth spoke to Star Wars Holocron, which is, uh, I think, a podcast, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, this is what he said. George Lucas has been calling Dave and giving him nice little comments on the episodes. I really, really hope we get some positive feedback from the maker himself when this comes out. This show has such a special place in George's heart. He was so happy when he was making this show, and we were so happy to be implementing it for him. He really did just get a directive from George, and the directive got discussed and translated by Dave Filoni, and then it went right to the actors, the animators, lighters, everything. It just got done. That's the fun of watching The Siege of Mandalore, because it it feels pure in its intention. It's so cool that it's the last George Lucas-produced Star Wars. The last Star Wars that has George's fine prints on it. I truly love to hear that George was reacting well to the final season of The Clone Wars. And I'm happy to hear that he likes how Clone Wars is going so far this season. And I really hope he likes our finale because that's where it all counts. You know, and this was, oh yeah, that's crazy. And then remember, Whitworth was the one that said the last episode of the finale is going to change things completely in the Star Wars mythology. I still remember him saying that. So very interesting. Yeah, man, that is cool. So far, well, let's just talk about Clone Wars while we're talking about it now. That let's do it. Episode this nine. Siege, this Siege of Mandalore arc, the, we got the first episode this past week, and man, it did not disappoint. Oh, man. Uh, I was actually on the Star Wars Underworld, and yes, they mentioned that I was on the Sith list. Yay, Underworld. Thank yeah, you. After some direction. And... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I said that Raj said, if you don't mention it this time, you're dead to him. But <laughs> uh, uh, to talk about this episode, and uh, hopefully everybody's seen it, but you know, we're not going to talk about it beat by beat. But I got to tell you, there's some stuff we get to see Ahsoka and Anakin reunited and oh, get to see so good. Ahsoka be <laughs> just not cold shoulder him, but just like we don't have time for this yeah right now badass and, and that was killer because what i loved about it was how realistic it was just how real it felt that she wasn't instantly oh everything's fine it's all forgotten and hi master hi snips yeah and obi-wan was kind of your typical clone wars obi-wan and mm-hmm. ahsoka called him to the map on it called him <laughs> oh just about what their motivations were, because this is what is happening right now. This is occurring. Ahsoka uh, has been recruited by Bo-Katan to come and help liberate Mandalore from the grips of Maul and his minions. And she goes to uh, uh, to Anakin and Obi-Wan for help using the code name. Uh, Oh, come on, it's just escape Fulcrum, thank you. My gosh. Fulcrum, man. It just like whoosh uh, that we got to hear about in Rebels, which was kind of neat. And Mm -hmm. they they meet and she's like, we need your help. And this is right at the time that Grievous comes to uh, attack Coruscant and ends up uh, kidnapping Chancellor Palpatine, which is the start of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And that's when this is happening. And Obi-Wan says, we got to go. And Ahsoka says you only care about this because it's the chancellor you don't care about coruscant you don't care about any of that and i think that made anakin think about what was going on and they pulled some shenanigans and left uh half of a battalion of clones with her under the leadership of a now promoted commander rex and it was it was just so well done there's so many great moments in it it's funny it's action-packed it's it's just like some classic character moments, but kind of, kind of what beats you up a little bit is when you realize that Ahsoka tells Anakin, "We're we'll have to talk about this later." That's the last time she sees it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah. That's pretty metal, though that they that they let it be like that. You've probably heard about the scene of Ashley Eckstein had talked about it before the Clone Wars was ever coming back. She said that they had told her about this deal where. Ahsoka goes and the clones have painted their helmets in her face colors. Mm-hmm. And so we get to see that moment. It's really so great. Very sweet. Very sweet. The action in this is so good. The animation, the fluidity of it. Ben Hart, our friend, has gone off the rails and I keep telling calling it the ramblings of a madman. Started a petition just kind of as a joke about getting Lucasfilm to turn this into a full-length movie that will air in theaters and now it's gotten picked up by several places oh is that right yeah oh shit good job Ben. yep so but it 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 is man this first one is so good that it's it's a cinematic masterpiece just about it the music is just bringing it on all cylinders i feel like kevin kiner sort of did the where john williams if you listen to the score of Revenge of the Sith, and especially the credits, 
the outro credit music where typically that'll be like an overture where you have pieces of every major theme arranged into like a concert performance piece. And he just went all out on it. But that, that because it was the last one, as far as he knew when revenge of the Sith came out. And that's what this feels like, man, the music is so good. It's the perfect blend of clone warsiness plus classic star Wars themes that you expect. It's funny you said that because I I just wrote some notes when I was watching it and I put, this is what I put. I put great episode, great music. And the intro was different. The intro felt like the film. Have you noticed the intro was totally different? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. So if you go back and watch the arc where Maul, where they find him. Yeah. You know, he's spider Maul. Yeah. Is is that the same same, kind of thing? That same logo in red. And the the Star Wars theme, but yeah, it starts out with the classic, just green lettered Lucasfilm logo. Where it wasn't even the logo; it was just text. Just like in, if you get your hands on an old version of the original trilogy movies, you'll see this at the front, right? And oh, dude, it was just it was so great. It was so I got a, so great. Yes, I got sir. a question for you guys. Um, when when the last scene between them, like you were talking about between Anakin and Ahsoka. Anakin says, may the force be with you to her, I believe. And then she doesn't repeat it back. Did you notice that? Well, I, I think the focus was how... She just said, good luck, I believe. Well, yeah. He says, because she says, um, yeah, and I took that to mean maybe she doesn't... Yeah, me too. ...feel like the force is right. with him as opposed right. to with her. Right. If, but I mean, that's that's a big assumption on my part. I did think it was pretty cool that they brought up the luck thing. Yes. Yeah. Obi-Wan said that there's no such, there's thing, no such as thing as luck. Yeah. But I did one thing like the one thing I want to point out besides like Ahsoka's fighting style is tremendous. Like watching the physical fights and She's the chore- choreography of the movements. There's some really cool stuff. Uh, Obi-Wan, they're talking about Maul. And he says, right. I killed him once before. <laughs> you might want to capture him because he has a problem staying dead. And I like that they address that in that manner. Yeah. They talk shit on themselves about it. Yeah. I love that. Self-deprecation. So, now, there was one thing that I want to bring up. And this is a personal heave of mine not with the show i'm very happy that the show did this but it makes me think of something that drives me crazy and that was anakin says well i guess it was meant to be that ahsoka was supposed to leave the order so that blah 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 because this is how we're going to find maul he's like trying to justify yeah trying to back her up this is the whole like (laughs) the force works in mysterious ways things and because as a christian dude it drives me crazy when people say that about about mm, God, mm-hmm. oh well, mm-hmm. then apparently this is all just part of God's plan and blah blah blah. This no, is God's will, right? You, the Jedi Council was completely wrong in the way they handled it, and this was not the Force acting ahead of time to right. help you find Maul. If that was the case, he the Force would have just dropped him on your doorstep, not uh, <laughs> destroyed Ahsoka's <laughs> confidence in everything and everyone she ever knew. I think, yeah, it probably would have taken a different path, but I thought it was interesting that he was trying to justify it to himself. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And you you felt that. That's why the animation's so great because 
you felt Anakin being nervous. You felt him being happy to see her. And you felt him a little disappointed that she wasn't partake, you know, partaking in the, the love fest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely was like, oh, my God, it's it's really good to see you. Yeah, and, and she's like, all right, we have time and for she's this like, hmm, yeah. hey. Hey, master, whatever, hey, later. how you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The, the facial expressions so far in this season, we talked about this with the, um, the Arash's girlfriend arc, that the facial expressions, seriously, in the characters is like top shelf. They've done a really good job with that. It's so emotive and so real. It's a, it's a great acting performance. I would say it's one of the better episodes of the series overall. It yeah. just had everything and it paid off of the stories that were told before. Just knowing the overall gist of Star Wars and watching that episode, I just had overwhelming dread in all honesty. About I was just what? like, oh my God. Oh, about what's going to happen oh later my on. God. Okay. Like, I was just like, this is not cool. Like, I'm like, <laughs> this is not cool. Like, as cool as this is, it is not good. We know yeah. what's going to happen. Like, yeah. They go one way, they go the other. Ahsoka goes the other way, and you're just like, um, uh, Order 66 is going to be a few hours from here. And all if I'm go ahead, all of the Jedi they showed in the opening scene Mm -hmm. were in the same place they would be when Order 66, yeah, yeah, that's right. So I was just like, oh no, this is you just don't understand how quickly the disintegration is. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Like the, yeah. the, from that point on Shitty. and from whatever the ending point, which if I'm not mistaken, does that make order 66, the climax of this season? I think so. Oh, uh, judging no, I, that sucks. The episode descriptions were released and it feels like it. Oh, so I mean, it's a cool way to, you know, yeah, to, inter- to have a B plot going on yeah. from revenge of the Sith. And you know, that Ahsoka is battling Maul. And that's you, a really cool thing, and then, isn't and it? And you kind of know where Maul ends up because other things that we've seen before. I mean, it's just, you know, when you start filling in these gaps and putting things in and, you know, the end where everybody ends up and all the pieces in the puzzle fall in, it just kind of, it, it's hard to get to be on the ride knowing where it's going. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, I get it. Like, I get it's it. just one of those things where I'm like, this is awesome. Look at this is great. Oh, I'm talking to some of the kids we work with. They love Clone Wars and all that stuff. Oh, cool. and we're enjoying you know, just uh, bouncing stuff off each other. And when I, when it comes up, they go, Hey, does that mean? And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what that means guys. It's it's going down. Yeah. And they're like, no. And it, I feel the same way. You yeah. know, like, no, it sucks, uh, but it's great storytelling. But tell me you and- didn't get goosebumps when you saw two, two parts, Ahsoka walking out, meeting Anakin again for mm-hmm. the first time. That was goosebump moment. Yes. And then the yes. second goosebump moment is the way they brought Maul out of the dark. Yes. And, and when that happened, oh. yeah, when that happened and I was like, oh, done well. See, you know, I always talk about I want a kind of adulty version of an animated show. This is the closest yeah. that Lucasfilm's ever gotten to yeah. what I want out of them for an animated show. Well, well and at this very, point, very, very right there on the yeah. on the line. Well, no. And at this point, I mean, it was beautifully done. I think they can do a, the, a they feature can. length, a feature length animated film. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. The talent the, is there. I mean, the way they've been pulling absolutely off this, this season is... And you're going to see stuff now. like that on Disney Plus. Watch. That, yes, exactly. There's a moment, like if you guys remember at Celebration, they had these uh, Clone Wars posters from the from the panel. 
and mm-hmm. they look amazing. It's the Ahsoka in the in the front. We can see flames right. behind her, and yeah, it turns beautiful. out that's from the episode. It's in the show. It's not just oh, a, a neat wow. poster. And as that's happening, this is when they're landing on Mandalore and the clones all have the jetpacks and they're jumping out of the clone transports and she just jumps out because she doesn't need it. She's going to use the force to, to oh, land yeah. and right, she does right, the, right, right. Su- the superhero landing. Yes. There is the most baller thing. She's like sliding forward and she has both of her lightsabers ignited, dug into the ground to slow her down and gets so, up yeah. in her face, the resolve. Oh my gosh, dude. It was so epic. It's so good. So good. It just pumps me up to know that Rosario Dawson's going to be her. And this could go in so many different directions. I, I am so stoked for this. But now for me, I'm hoping, and I mean, it's nothing too crazy to ask, but I'm really hoping that she, that Ms. Dawson gets a lot of training in. Oh, for sure. And can, oh, she can, will. can rock it she will. just enough, you know, like she's, she's, pull it I off can see enough. her yeah. like dedicating herself because she was plugging for this role. Oh, she lobbied a long time. A long hard. time ago. She lobbied hard. So if she's that into it, I could, you know, this is going to be just amazing to watch in live action. If well, they can get her look down. <laughs> you just got to know. Is. Go ahead, Eric. Well, I mean, cause take a look at what Ahsoka looks like in Rebels. And you see oh, what Rebels, Ahsoka looks like there. She looks, it's more yeah. realistic. Yeah, and I, yeah absolutely. Yeah, but uh, so I, what I was going to say about that is I think Dave Filoni is not going to let Ahsoka come to live action without it being the best thing you've ever seen. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Yeah. If anybody's going to oh, do I, it, I it's got to be him. But you know, the question is just out there. Yeah, the sure. The question is sure. out there. And there's going to be people that hate regardless. Well, no. True. But she has the look. She's already the bait. I mean, it's there. The foundation is there. Yeah, just we'll just I'll just wait and see. Obviously, you've got the look. Roxette said that once. See, I'm thinking of Prince's. That's a great song. Version Prince's. Oh, with yeah. Sheena Easton. With, yeah, I'm thinking of that one. She, I mean, it was Roxette's actually song a, is it was good, actually but, a Sheena Easton song, buddy. Not a Prince song. Well, I'm but it will always of, be a Prince song. I'm thinking of that one. So, yeah. all right, she's got the look. Boo, how you doing over there? You haven't watched Clone Wars at all this season. I have not. You would have really liked this episode. I, 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 I don't think clips. you would dig the earlier ones. No, but this season, I think you need to watch this season. I've seen some clips, some some uh, some nice moments, people gushing about it and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it's done really, really really yeah. well. And I and I I think the thing that'll help me the most is to fill in pants, pants. Well, that that too, that too. To fill in certain moments, you know, that I'm like, oh, that's what's happening over there. Oh, that's what's happening over yeah. there. Yeah, that kind of thing. So I, I think I would see it for. Kind of information, just to you yeah. know, more for that than just for you know actual content. We have an email from OG Rob about Star Wars. Ah, hey Sith List, hope you're all doing well and remaining Corona free. So during the shutdown, I got through all six seasons of the Clone Wars, and am and I am up to date on seven. Nice. Here's the good. I now totally get why Ahsoka is such a beloved character. Totally digger spunky attitude and badass force abilities. Hmm. I even went ahead and watched all the episodes of Rebels that she's in to get my Ahsoka fix. Wow. Looking forward to seeing her in The Mandalorian. The bad. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know how to feel about Yoda. (laughs) I mean, I can kind of get why he couldn't figure out out that Palpatine was a Sith and backing Dooku, but that shit he and the council pulled on Ahsoka pisses me off. I wasn't before, but now I'm glad Windu gets killed in episode three. There, I said it. Wow. Guys. Help me understand how the so-called wisest of all Jedi could have let the order turn into a giant pitiful bureaucracy. Boo. I hope you enjoyed The Last Dragon. 
If you did, you're welcome, and you can buy me a drink when Armageddon is over. Ah, ah. If you didn't, you're a tasteless oh, Now you know who bought it for you. Good ah. on the 12-pack, and I'll make good on the 12-pack sometime down the road. <laughs> Until next time, gents. Show enough. OG Rob, show the Shogun enough. of Tustin. The Shogun of Tustin, California. OG hey, Rob. You better be a badass, Rob. I know you, man, but Tustin's tough, dude. Some parts of Tustin are <laughs> yeah, tough. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, he's he's claiming it. That's cool. Thanks, so yeah, I'm yeah. so glad, OG Rob, that you got into uh, to Clone Wars and Ahsoka. That's fantastic. And and Bowie, yeah, I'm sure you want. Yeah, no, I still haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I Eric's feel even gonna worse. Kill you. Eric's yeah. gonna kill you. I feel you know, even worse now. Yes, you know how I knew he hadn't watched it. Mm-hmm. Because he hadn't called me telling me that his life had improved a hundredfold. <laughs> <laughs> because once he does, that's what he's gonna do. <laughs> right. He's gonna be I've, like I've, Ron Swanson showing up to work in his Tiger Woods outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I promise this weekend I will see it. Guaranteed. Can, can I guarantee can I frame this for you a little bit more? We've sure. all done our hyping of the last dragon for yes. you. Yeah, I hope it's not too much about it's no no, there's no such thing. <laughs> what I'm going to tell you is this. You have to think about it because you're one of those kids that saw all the Commando, oh, yeah. Rambo, oh, yes. uh, American Ninja, I'm uh-huh. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you get this. This is like the perfect, uh, there, there's there's things that you eat, you know, when you eat and it's a palate cleanser. Yeah. That's the last strike. Oh, okay. And you got, you know, American Ninja 5 and like <laughs> Rambo 10 and, <laughs> you know, Commando because he can kill everybody. He can kill a full army. Yeah. With, like, in a in a buzz couple saw hours, blade. yeah. <laughs> you need some Tymac in your life. Like okay. you just need this. You need it. I'm telling <laughs> you right now. Vanity, dude. That that too. Oh my god. All right, enough. I did want to say OG Rob did have a question. His question was he needed you guys to help him understand how the so-called wisest of all Jedi could have let the order turn into a giant pitiful bureaucracy. King, King Tom, you hit that up. Okay, my interpretation, and this is based off of a few different things, is that it was a big groupthink thing going on with the Jedi where they had evolved to following their dogma and their rules more than the force. And I'm hoping that when we get the, um, what is it? The project luminous stuff this summer, I'm hoping we get to see the Jedi as they're meant to be, which is following the force. But we see ah. people like, uh, Kiadi Mundi and Jocasta new they are Jedi who follow the rules and they stick to the rules. And the reason they are in such a position of, uh, I mean, relative importance in, in the prequel trilogy is that George put them in there to show us what the Jedi had become. And that's what they weren't supposed to be, where Qui-Gon Jinn was an example of how the Jedi were supposed to be, yet he was a maverick that the rest of the Order didn't take seriously. Uh-huh. So they were fought... They, the Jedi were basically going down the wrong path, and the Sith were able to take advantage of this. Got it. Good explanation, King Tom. Just blew my mind. Wow. Yeah. Same. Damn. All right. I could I could go on, but I'll just leave it at that. I'm sure you could, King Tom. I hope that's good enough, Rob. Yeah, thank you, OG Rob. Appreciate thank it, you. Buddy. Appreciate it. We also got an email from the Big T. I think this has something to do with what we're just talking about. Go ahead, Big L. Big L? Oh, yeah. I love that rapper, man. Rest in peace, Big L. I guess he's saying, holla, please don't talk about Tiger King. Anyway, I had a question. Have we ever had the perspective of a Shit, we already talked about Tiger King. Fuck a duck. Der Order 66? Sorry, Tom Belader. 
I don't know. I know we will. But what do you guys think? Will the clones that executed Order 66, will they feel guilty or have PTSD? Or will they not care? We've only seen the clones who had their chips removed in Rebels. Anyway, thought that would be interesting. Also, I would kill to have an old grizzled clone pop up in the Mandalorian. If they could get more sin to do it, the better. But regardless, I'm in. I heard Umbrella Academy Season 2 is wrapping up post-production. Are you guys excited? Where do you think Season 2 is going? Big T. Wow. Thank you, Thrombulator. First of all, I'm very excited. I didn't know that news about Umbrella Academy Season 2. What a great, great show that was, Season 1. I'm very excited about that. PTSD. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I don't think so. It well, it depends on which one you look at, canon or uh, or legends. They canon, were, no yeah, legends here. Buddy. I know, no, but but I'm, what I'm saying is that <laughs> they in in legends they utilize the whatever troopers, clone troopers they had left to be the first uh, first imperial stormtroopers, things mm-hmm. like that. So they were fine with it; they had no issues. And then in canon, they were almost pushed out almost immediately. Right. So nobody really knows. But I don't think they had issue with it at all. No, because because of their training and their chips. Yeah. I think they did it and they... Oh, they just wiped out their memory. Well, not they wiped out their memory. That's just what they were supposed to do. Exactly. They took the orders. Oh, yeah. That's wow. it. Wow. It just hit me. What, the edible? Yeah, No, really. no, no, no. Yeah. It just hit me that they're going to execute Order 66 while Ahsoka's fighting Maul. But she's not a Jedi, right? So they won't have... They won't blast her. Here's the, th- here's the thing. I don't think so. Here's the that's, thing. That's a couple days she's, later. She's not you a know, Jedi anymore. I'm not on an edible, but I'm on Corona Seltzer, my second one. Question for the two Star Wars enthusiasts. Well, we're all enthusiasts, I guess, but the people that know more than we do. Ahsoka Tano is considered not to be a Jedi because she didn't finish her training. Mm. But Luke never finished his training. Who says? I say. Why? But, but why? What, what train? Well, I mean, Yoda literally says, you didn't finish your fucking training. Well, he, he also later, later says, after you confront Vader, only then a Jedi will you be. Okay. Exactly, okay. Yeah. Time out, though. That bullshit amount of time that Luke prepared to be a Jedi there's is not, equivalent to what Ahsoka Tano went through. There's not much for there's it, it's no kind of desperate. That's order. why the That's Jedi why. Order is bullshit. No, but but they were kind of desperate at that point. Sure, you're well, a Jedi. Desperate. Now. Well, so you're, you're gonna change the rules because much, they're desperate. Pretty much like, at that point, they only had uh, Luke was the only one left. So it's either he does it or they don't exist anymore. So that kind of thing, and at that point, it. when when they chose a, Ahsoka's a Jedi, sure, but at that point, there were still plenty of Jedi before they all got executed. Right, I'm not debating that. I'm just saying that when people say that Ahsoka's it, not a Jedi, it's a matter she has of circumstance. More, yeah, oh yeah, she she, she has training more experience, as a Jedi, training and all of that. But it's a matter of circumstance at that point. Eric, don't they talk about it in the Ahsoka book, the novel? Oh yeah, what do they say about that? I man, I have a hard time remembering. But what I can tell you about. <laughs> in this particular episode we just saw a huge tons of those clones that went with her were killed in this ambush. Yes. And we know that obviously like Rex and a couple of others don't somehow they resist executing order 66. Mm. Yeah. I think we're going to find that out because we see them in rebels and you know, there's not much of a chance that they could have, executed order 66 and then been like oh our bad and had everybody be cool with that uh they helped uh ahsoka what, what was the deal king thomas did ahsoka help rex fake his death or was it the I other think way around so it sounded like they both faked each other's death and then they went their separate ways and i i want to say it was after everything with maul yes yeah i'm yes 
I I have a feeling the mall stuff may be wrapped up this episode, which gives us Order sixty six. Yes, right? over two oh, episodes. Out, see, over two episodes. See. So I, this I could next be wrong. Episode episode be it's coming. The next this next episode will be Order sixty five, and then the following. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it usually comes with two extra tacos at Jack in the Box. Everybody does it sixty five. Order sixty five. Do you think that Palpatine will appear, and if so, will he be played by McDermott? Yes, and yes. I think he will appear in the last episode, and I think he will be played by McDermott. Uh, you know, speaking of that, I just saw somebody had posted a thing that uh, her universe, something, something, Darth Vader tank top, something, something. And the question was, do you think that that means Vader is going to make an appearance? at a Vader hmm. in these last few episodes of Clone Wars. Like, will we see the last episode? Will he be Darth Vader already? Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Vader. I don't know. Who knows, Unless, man? Well, you know, they did do a thing in the season finale, the series finale of Rebels, where it was like a time jump. And yeah. it's the epilogue where Sabine is wrapping up the the entire here's what we did next here's what's going on and it was after return of the jedi Mm -hmm. so and Mm -hmm. all the events of rebels were before the battle of yavin i see what you're saying so maybe jump at the end we were gonna see vader in the cartoon maybe it would be something like that huh interesting well i can't wait i can't wait to see yeah we'll just have to find out but it's you know by the time that you guys hear this, the next episode will already be out. That's right. We got an email from Samantha. Hey guys, I really enjoy your podcast. It is definitely one of the better Star Wars podcasts. I don't listen to as many Star Wars podcasts as I used to. It's pretty much you guys and Blue Harvest. Oh, that's really that's nice awesome. of you. I'm actually a recent convert to the wars because of my boyfriend, who has taken it upon himself to answer my many, many questions of all things Star Wars while we watch the movies and shows. So I'm giving him a break and asking them to you. I was thinking about Baby Yoda, and like most people, I've been wondering about his origin, and while it is out of my control, and I will love whatever they end up doing with him, I hope that they don't have him be a clone of the OG Yoda and have him actually be a baby of the same race. I know Star Wars is technically sci-fi, but I'm not always the biggest fan of cloning. I don't know what I think, just what do I know? Mm -hmm. So while watching the movies with my boyfriend, I asked him one of my many questions. This wasn't was about r2d2 rocket boosters which he told me was a big topic of debate when the prequels one of many i'm told came out and he told me that he likes to go with his theory that r2d2 had his rocket booster stripped off him by the jawas in episode four and i am not sure how i feel about that, but i have yet to hear a better explanation has this question ever been answered oh. in another format thank you been. sam no it has been okay I'm, so i'm King sorry Tom? for dragging this email out sam Oh, Sam, do not be sorry. No, Thank you for sending us an email. We really appreciate it. And wherever we can fill in some info, because I don't know this answer, but I evidently, King Tom, you go right ahead. Around the time of Attack of Clones, the, Star Wars launched this website. It was called Hypernet News or some, something like that. And it, they would have a new so-called issue you know, every week for about two months leading up to Attack of the Clones. And they were always these weird stories about what was going on in the galaxy. And it had art. It was a really cool, fun website. And there are archives of it somewhere. 
And they had articles that some of them actually related to what you would see in Attack of Clones. And there was, one of these articles was about how whatever astromech company just announced that their rocket boosters for droids only had a 20-year lifespan. And that was how they answered that, that R2's rocket boosters were only supposed to last 20 years. And then who took them off for them? Key question, though, in the, in the, the original trilogy, how many opportunities did he have to use them? Not just special effects-wise, that's kind of fucking hard to launch R2 up in the air and have him hover and chill and do shit. I get that. That's, that's the main reason why they, they did it with it. E.T., boo. Whatever. But uh, So, yeah, how many opportunities would he have had to use the boosters, though? For what? Essentially. Uh, well, he could, he could have hovered over Dagobah. Over yeah, the I was going to say, lag- he wouldn't have fallen in the swamp in Dagobah. In the, uh, in the lagoon. He wouldn't have, uh, he would have been able to just sail off of the, the sail barge and land in the sand instead of having to just nose right. dive off. Oh, but you, you, don't, you wouldn't see his feet kicking around. And you're right. It wouldn't have been That's cute. adorable. And, and I'm sorry, Steel, he wouldn't have to shoot out that thing to Luke. He could have just rocket boosted and just like, you know, a short flip. Or just used it himself. Or just used it himself <laughs> and shut it out and then let it turn on and kill somebody. Yeah. yeah. Now that would have been something to see. Yeah, that would have been rad. Just, just R two, just have it coming out of his head, just swinging it around, <laughs> killing everybody. Well, thank you, Sam. Thank oh, you and, for the email. And then also, yeah, I don't think Baby Yoda's a clone. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Sam had a question yeah. about Baby Yoda. No, I, I, I just think he's a just a just a baby, just a baby, baby, baby Yoda, whatever. Yeah, the hell he is. yeah. I think he's the same species, obviously. Yes. but I, I hope they don't go with the clone. Didn't We've had enough Ver- clone. Didn't Werner Herzog's character say he was not a strand cast? I, you know what? You would know. Because he said, let me see the baby. They use that, they use <laughs> that word in, in the Mandalorian episode, and people are like, what does that mean? And then it came up later in the Rise of Skywalker novelization, where mm. Palpatine said that, or someone said that Palpatine's son was a strand cast or a clone who had gone bad. Yeah, I hope he's not. All right. Well, thank you, Sam, for that email. Keep them coming. We appreciate it. Yeah, and check out the Bad Motivators if you're looking for Star Wars podcasts. There's one. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. And they're on the network. But yeah, check out the Bad Motivators. They are an amazing Star Wars podcast. Well, thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. That was some good Star Wars talk. We got Pop Culture Breakdown. Hunger Games prequel. I really dug the Hunger Games, except for the last one where they split it in two, which only should be one. You guys also were into it, it? Yeah, with uh, with cat piss Everdeen, cat <laughs> cat piss never clean, never clean, cat piss never clean. I really enjoyed the entire. It's not a trilogy. There's four of them, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Shouldn't have been four. Should have been three. But here's the news: Lionsgate announced that the studio will adapt. There's an unpublished novel yet. It's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which follows the story of a young Cornelius Snow, which is that son of a bitch. Played by Donald Sutherland. There's going to be a prequel about the whole thing. Here's the little tagline for the whole movie. Young Cornelius is handsome and charming. And though the Snow family has fallen on hard times, he sees a chance for a change in his fortunes when he has chosen to be the mentor for the 10th Hunger Game, only to have his elation dash when he is assigned to mentor the girl tribute from the impoverished District 12. So we, I guess that's when he starts hating all the impoverished districts. So we're going to get a uh, prequel on this. And the same director, Francis Lawrence, is reuniting with the studio to helm the film. Kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I got no problems with this. Uh, 
Do you guys watch this? Any of this? Uh, King Tom and Eric, you watch the Hunger Games or read the books? Not my thing. I watched the first Hunger Games and I liked mm-hmm. it. I just never yeah. came back around to watching the rest of it. Yeah. I think what would have been a probably a cooler prequel would be following uh, Woody Harrelson's character. Oh yeah, well, in his he, Hunger Games because he well we'll probably see him. He'll probably be in that. He'll probably be in that Hunger Game. If you know what, that'd be cool then because he wins in the tenth Hunger Game. He wins that one. Yeah, that would be cool. So, ah, good I mean call. Good for call. for me, there are so many other uh, characters they probably could have done this with. And if they are going to do prequels, it'd be cool to see the other. Other ones who've won Hunger Games. Would you like to see a de-aged Cheers Woody Harrelson? Well, he has to be younger than that. Oh, okay. Because they're kids. Okay. They're teenagers, so. All right. His character, and then just, you know, end with him present. But I kinda, still a pretty cool idea, man. It's yeah, cool. I, I kind of dig going with the uh, with the bad guy. Yeah, you know, I do too. Everybody wants to go with the good guy, yeah. you know, Woody Harrelson's character and stuff like that, or somebody else. I kind of dig going with the bad guy. Because mm-hmm. you see him in... You don't just become a dick all of a sudden when you just hate the uh, the new girl and things like that. You're born yeah. that way. So I, I'd like to see how he gets worse and worse. Yeah. And, you know, maybe slowly takes power. So, yeah. It's actually called Breaking Bad. Nah, <laughs> that's true. Like, legit. Yeah. That's true. HBO Max. Anybody interested in HBO Max? No? Nobody gives a shit about it? Nope. Well, they have a launch nope. date. But I won't even talk to you about the launch date I'm, because nobody gives a shit they about got some HBO cool Max. Stuff lined they up. do have some cool <laughs> stuff lined up. The streaming service will contain content from Warner Brothers and also, uh, what do we got? HBO, obviously, New Line, DC, CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, The CW, The Cartoon Network, and more. Will debut half a dozen original titles on day one. Interesting. You know what? Nobody gives a shit about it until there's this show that everybody wants to watch on it. You know, nobody gave a shit about AMC until The Walking Dead came out Mm -hmm. and Breaking Bad came out afterwards. Um, we have, we didn't talk about Dune guys and we've gotten some shit not talking about Dune before. And there were some really cool pictures that came out and our boy, Oscar Isaac looked very gray and very handsome and very bad assy, bad assy. I'm just gonna make that up. Bad assy in the pictures. Um, I know we talked about that. We aren't huge Dune fans, but I'm interested in seeing this and uh, what's your guys take on this? I know that Mr. Uh, David Lynch isn't very happy about it. Because he Ooh. said that Dune, listen, listen to this, uh, listen to this comment, why he wasn't very happy about Dune itself. Because it was a heartache for me. It was a failure and I didn't have a final cut. I've told this story a billion times. It's not the film I wanted to make. I like certain parts very much, but it was a total failure for me. So David Lynch didn't like, obviously, that he didn't have the final cut of Dune. I can't, can't imagine what a David Lynch Dune would have been. Pretty crazy, but... King Tom, you a big Dune fan? I know we talked about this before. I just don't remember your take on I Dune. I s- saw the Lynch movie and I fell asleep during it. I under I understand Dune's importance as I've heard that the books are a lot better. I've never read them. I understand it's very important for in terms of modern sci-fi, where a lot of influence is taken from it, especially with Star Wars. But it's mm-hmm. it's not anything I ever really got into. But gotcha. the, the, pic, the pictures do look pretty cool. The movie, mm-hmm. they do. They look really cool. They're really cool, and I love the theme song that they're picking. A dune, 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 a da, da, da. Is that because Sting's not Sting. in the movie? That's right. Well, Sting, they brought him back just for the song. I was going to say, is that what they're doing? Throwing him a bone? Yeah. 
Sorry, Steel. I know that was a cheap joke. We have an email from Sean. Dear Sith listeners, growing up, comic books were almost always strictly episodic. Each issue had to reestablish who the characters were, their motivations for what they were doing, and what powers they had, including the limitations of those powers. I don't know how many times I've read about Rogue from the X-Men describing how she, when she touches someone, she absorbs their psyche and powers, or how Spider-Man lost Uncle Ben and now with great power comes great responsibility. Collected into trades, these stories can be tedious and repetitive. Mm. Over time, comics evolved into more long-form stories. Now it's almost a detriment to read a comic book monthly instead of in a trade. Waiting month by month for the whole story isn't as satisfying as reading the entirety of it in one sitting. Comic book writers begin to write for the trade. TV shows also used to be almost exclusively episodic, and some still are. Especially true for the network shows. The formula stands out so glaringly. Binge watching these shows is a lesson in drudgery. I'm looking at you, Law and Order. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But a lot of newer shows are best served when they are available for binge watching. In fact, if you watch these shows episodically, it sometimes feels like there are episodes where nothing is happening. They only work when they are watched one after another in a relatively quick succession. I've found that some shows from the past that started before binge watching are better now that they are available on streaming platforms. Walking Dead is a perfect example of this. I jumped off of the Walking Dead bandwagon pretty early on because mostly of mostly because of my own personal hangups on the show, not following the source material closely enough, mm. but also because the first half of the season two seeming of season two seeming to move so slowly. Lately, I've been rewatching the show and I'm accepting that it doesn't have to follow the comics beat for beat. Shane lives longer. Fine. Brand new character. Daryl is a huge part of the show. Cool. But most importantly, it doesn't frustrate me when the show takes time to breathe. I no longer have to wait a week to find out what happens next. I no longer need to sit through commercials. That damn girl doesn't feel like she's been missing for two fucking months. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for the length, but what shows do you feel like benefit from binge watching? What shows suffer from watching back to back? Also, what comics from the old days hurt from being read in a collection? What funny character trait keeps you keeps getting explained issue after issue? Kazar and Zabu. Bring it. Marvel. Nice shock. Uh, Before you guys hit the comic book, I would like to say which shows benefit from binge watching and which shows do not. Binge watching benefit Breaking Bad. I, th- You just can't stop watching once you start. Mm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. One that did not benefit, does not benefit is Lost to me. Because watching Lost is one of my favorite shows of all time. Being able to go to work the next day and having a week to think and analyze about what the fuck was going on was the best part about watching Lost. And, and to talk me. to your coworkers or your friends about it and yes, theorize. Yes, yes. Go ahead, yeah, Tom. Yeah, but Sorry. at the same time, I hated waiting. Yes, no, no, but you things. loved it. But King I, Tom, you yeah, loved it. You hated it, but you loved it. Mm-hmm. You, because you analyzed it, and we were on pins and needles to find out what the hell happened. And when the season finale... We have to go back, Kate. You're just like dying for the next season. Like, we have to go back. We have to that right. scene. Like I, I do want to say part of part of the story of Lost is that what was it in mid season three, right around Jack's tattoos episode, um, they went to ABC and they said, "Look, we got to end this show in three seasons or whatever it was." And yeah. then after that, the story started picking up, and I think Lost lost a little bit of what Shank was saying. You know, when he was talking about breathing room, you couldn't really have episodes mm. where everyone goes to play a game of golf everything became about the main story which i think was 
great, but it did lose a little bit of something. Oh, it definitely, it definitely lost a little bit of something at the, at the last it. couple of seasons. Me too. Show. Me too. Yeah. But I too. think, I think it showed that shows needed to be like that, where some shows they're telling a story and they can't be a, a, a TV show that goes on forever. It just has to be something that has right. a limited time. Just to tell that story and finish. Right. One show that I think was harmed by binging is one that you couldn't really binge, but one that I did, uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, I binged yeah. the first six seasons. You did not have to wait. You fucker. I didn't have to wait. You fucker. No, no, but but waiting would have would have sucked. But the thing about it that I think hurt binging it for me is that there are certain plot points. There are certain things that you need time to mull over. Yeah. What yeah. is this character doing? Right. Where is they? Where are they going? What is this conversation that you know Varys and uh, and um, Peter Baelish? Yeah, Little Baelish. Peter. You know what is that? What is the context of this? Mm-hmm. What are, you know things? Especially like with that, a show like Game of Thrones, you're right. With so many moving pieces and right. so many different characters and so many different areas, I would just kind of blow past. Oh, I'll figure that out next episode. Oh no, mm-hmm. no, you know things like that. When yeah, I could have very lucky. Yeah, you know, when I could have put it together myself yeah. and maybe thought about it and be like, holy shit, made it even bigger in my own head. Yeah, and, and that's what happened. That's why the show got so popular. It became that exactly. thing that you wanted to talk about next day at work. Exactly. So I, I think that's a show that that was harmed by uh, binging. Also, what comics from the old days hurt from being read in collection? What funny character trait keeps getting explained issue after issue? I think of a more modern one. I can't, I'm trying to think of anything, something classic, because back in the day, they would do story like Davis, Days of Future Past, I think was two issues. Um, yeah. The Death of John DeWolf, that was like three or four. It wasn't spread out over five. But a few years ago, the Star Wars main run did a story that lasted five issues, and you could tell they were trying to stretch it in to get it into a trade paperback. It was a story Luke was reading the journals of Obi-Wan Kenobi and it had a story of Yoda on this planet of rock people. And it was the slowest moving, most boring story <laughs> I've ever read. And it, it was, it was just bad. Uh, but other than that, I really can't think of anything, you know, back, back in the day, classic comics that it hurt to be stretched out. Well, for me, my whole comic, I mean, I know I've been called the comic guru and, and I, I love talking about comics and all those things, but I'm going to be honest with everyone. I really never got to collect or buy comics when I was a kid. We were poor, like poor. It was either there was no asking for money to go get comics or, hey, can you buy that for me? It was, you know, we needed to eat or I've had months. I've lived where we've had months without any lights on, you know, we're lighting candles and stuff. So I never got to do that. So for me personally, when I was able to get my hands on any comics, it would be in the trade or an omnibus. Um, someone would, uh, the first comics I ever read, it was a uh, crisis on infinite earths. Someone just had all of them and I was at their house and I, I sat there for the time that my father was visiting, you know, we were visiting those people and I just read through them. So for me, having, I mean, I could say not for me personally, I don't think any of them are hurt. You know, uh, for me, I t- take it as a stroll through time or it's like a, you know, history lesson, too, for me. Uh, when you get get all of them and you can just read and read and read and see the different, tran- you know, the transitions and changes of handing off to other writers and all those things. So it, it for me, I just don't have that feeling. Yeah. And well, I, I think the, the for about his question about the whatever traits are repeated too often, I think he hit the, the two best ones there with Rogue not being able to touch anyone. And 
Spider-Man, great power, great responsibility. I'm yeah. trying to think uh, of yeah. others. But um, those two definitely stand out. Actually, you know what? The one that is always, you got to know this one. It's Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Best, it is almost always, always best I explained. What I do. You know, be, best I am at what I do. You know, the best there is and all that stuff. But it's almost mm-hmm. always, too. You know, I got an adamantium skeleton and mm-hmm. popping my claws and healing factor kicking in. Yeah. So, yeah, he's right up there, too. They, they you know um now that i'm thinking about it they did a sight gag after when after jubilee joined up with wolverine and psylocke in the when the x-men were kind of scattered across the globe they claremont was mm-hmm. writing and uh sylvester and jim lee were doing the art they would do a sight gag where you know, it, psylocke had transformed from british woman wearing body armor to an asian ninja wearing nothing pretty Pretty much nothing. And <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Um, Jubilee was a you know teenage girl, and she would look up at Psylocke striking a pose, and then she would look down and open her shirt up and look at her own chest. And they did that gag like two or three times. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Thank you, Shonk. Yeah, that was a good one. Very it good was. one, man. I appreciate it. Down on Fraggle Rock. I know. A majority of us on this podcast remember the great show Fraggle Rock. Um, Apple is bringing back the Fraggles with Fraggle Rock Rock On, a new collection of mini episodes produced by Jim Henson Company. And best of all, they're free. They're available to watch right now exclusively on Apple TV Plus. Well, it's not fucking free then if it's on Apple TV Plus. It's it's free, but not accessible. Apple. What? Please, don't don't be angry, Booper. Angry? I'm not angry. Dismayed, perhaps. Disappointed. Booper! All you have to do is bend over. Oh, terrific. I don't want to bend over. Booper. Down at Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock, guys. I mean, Boo, you don't remember Fraggle Rock. I've I've heard of it, but no, I didn't. It was a really popular show, and I'm glad that children today get to experience what we experienced Mm -hmm. back then. It came on, it came on like... I remember coming home from school and watching it around three o'clock in the afternoon on HBO. Uh, maybe I only watched the reruns, but that's how I remember it. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Uh, did, right did, after did, the I, uh, after school. Did special. the episodes debut like in prime time though? I don't remember that. I, I thought don't know. they debuted Saturday mornings. I don't remember. Wasn't it a Saturday morning like? I remember after school, I'd had. run to my house and move my clicker to HBO. <laughs> yeah. That's- <laughs> And the HBO logo came on and down on Fraggle Rock show. And so I just want to throw that out there real quick, just for people who are at home quarantined and you guys are doing the isolation, which is great. Maybe you can show your kids some Fraggle Rock. Now we have a trailer trashed. Now a trailer trashed for the first time ever that we haven't seen what this is. We don't even know the name of it. This was a suggestion from our wonderful, wonderful friend, Emily Lindo Lind from the Cantobite Dispatch. <laughs> this is what she writes. Hello, Eric and assorted others. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Wow. Okay. Assorted I back, others. I take okay. back everything I just said. Here. That's so, awesome. I have, a, I have a submission for a trailer trash. A letter from Death Row. It's from 1998, though it looks more like it was made in 1988 for about $50. The writer, director, star of the flick, the one and only Brett Michaels. Really? Holy shit. And yes, I own the movie on VHS. Martin Sheen is second build in the cast, though he's only in one scene, and that's about for two minutes long. Charlie Sheen appears briefly as... Uh, who's in... Oh, Martin Sheen. I love Martin Sheen. God damn, I love Martin Sheen. 
Charlie Sheen appears briefly as well, because of course he does. I assume this movie was fueled mostly by cocaine and ego, but it's a hidden gem for fans of terrible, terrible movies. Well, I think it's time for us to watch a letter from death row. A good writer can make the mind imagine. A great writer can make the mind believe. Hey, now. Well, is it striptease? That's Charlie Sheen's influence. Wait, was that? Would you say naked girl? Michael Rain claims to be an innocent man. There's no way Martin Sheen is in this film, even for ten seconds. There he is. That's Charlie Sheen. That's Charlie. Yeah. Murder in the first degree. You are hereby sentenced to death by electrocution. Is that Brett Michaels? Judge, listen to me. Um, that girl's that, that girl's naked, by the way. How? Oh no, Martin! I may be able to help you, but something wasn't right. This is someone's idea of a sick joke. I didn't kill him. Oh my god! Inside here, you need my friendship. Oh, Brett. Oh, Brett. Desperate man. Look at me. They're gonna kill me while I'm in here. Your disgrace, huh? Waiting to die. Did he shave his head for this? He shaved his head. Method acting. I get it. <laughs> Can you just sit here waiting to be executed? What the fuck? Did he just hit him through the jail? I trusted you, Jessica. I told you I was innocent. If you just kept your mouth The fight choreography is spot on. This is really bad. Yeah. None of us are innocent. None of us. Wreck my days. Every man's got his snapping point. Maybe I reached mine. Maybe snapping point. Oh, he's acting his ass. I love the hat. <laughs> the commitment. And a special appearance by Charlie Sheen. Right there, right there. A letter from death row. Did I make you like me? Did you really believe I was innocent? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they got to go kill an ad, didn't they, Jessica? Wow. Emily Lindolin, you Lord. sent a winner so, there. Let me, so, oh, go, so go ahead, go ahead. We, we have a he, lot to talk about here. Was he actually guilty then? Maybe he like was he a, gave away the end. Yeah, I, I think that, he that, spoiled the shit out that, of this movie. Man. Yeah, this is that was the stupidest part. Was he spoiled the whole fucking movie? You don't know though. So he, no, he, he says at the end. No, I, I was. Yeah, but he might be losing his mind. It's a letter I, from death row. Oh. I thought he was a good guy who was just a fallen angel. Ah, uh, I thought he was just trying to get home sweet home. <laughs> but when well, I was watching. Is. Oh. oh, oh, god damn it! That's the crew. Oh. I was like, you rushed so hard to stick that. God one in damn there. it! That's right. That's I mean, the crew. They all look the same, but it's okay. God damn it, Emily. That was pretty bad. Let me tell you why it's so bad. We've seen worse, but the reason why it's so bad that they had a powerhouse actor, yeah. Martin Sheen. He, who did he owe? Like he must have accidentally killed somebody, <laughs> and he was paying them back by making this film. Well, why was Martin Sheen in this film? Charlie Sheen, I get. He was fucking, him and Brad were probably coking out and doing crazy things. And But why was Martin Sheen in it? Good Lord, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I'm guessing the producers of West Wing never saw a letter from Death Row. No. Thank you, Emily Lynn. That was uh, really bad. And I don't want to watch it because I love Martin Sheen. I really do. And I don't yeah, want to. That, that like, drops him down a few. No, yeah. it does not. 
Yeah, see, I still think he owes he owed somebody. He's doing somebody a favor. He didn't get paid for that. See, but th- that's the interesting thing about Trailer Trash is that these other movies, I'm like, yeah, I'd see that. Yeah, just for not, kind of just not this one, just for you know, I'd see how shitty it is, or be like, oh, you got to be kidding me. It can't get more ridiculous than the trailer. This is something I do not want to see. At least I, they didn't get caught for smoking in the boys' room. Oh, so that would have been bad. That was an extra 10 years. That's probably what he got his ass kicked. We're smoking in the, uh, in, so somewhere in the prison he's not supposed to. Oh, poison. You know why I fucked up on the Molly Crew one? Because I always thought that Poison tried to be Molly Crew. I always thought that Brett Michaels always tried to be Vince Neil. Oh, I disagree but, totally. You also I don't like either of them. Boys Room uh, a second ago, which was another crew song. God damn it. Was that a crew song again? <laughs> Fuck. See, that's how <laughs> You're going to get a lot of hate mail. God damn it. Well, Stylistically, a- they weren't the same at all. No, no, no. Well, no, you're right. They weren't because I can't believe we're talking about Poison on this fucking body. Poison, <laughs> Poison was such a hair band. Molly Crew, they had an edge. Like, Shout Out the Devil, Looks at Kill. Those were pretty fucking cool songs. Like, they were cool back then, even though they look like crazy hairband, you know, stereotypes. But Poison, definitely the height of hairband rock and roll. I was going to say metal, but I didn't. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. That. Eric Strother just put a picture of Wrinkles, the Crown of... Where did that come from? Freak out less while he's oh, on edibles. man. <laughs> I say we call him while Les is on edibles. I say you guys don't fucking do none of that bullshit. He's got, whoa, whoa, whoa. He disappeared, dude. He, he put the fucking cell phone down. He's behind Struthers No, 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 no. He disappeared off of the screen that Eric was holding yeah, up. Yeah, he probably pressed the home button, Les. No. <laughs> oh, stop it, dude. Stop. Les, what's My up screen behind you? Dim. That's what happened. Don't do that, King Kong. <laughs> yeah, he's behind <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> Big and small. Hey, uh, he's all nuts. Hazelnuts. We, we, we didn't get a man. voicemail from you. Y'all him. are having way too much fun with this shit, dude. It's it's uh we didn't get a hey, by the way, he has a Twitter account now that he's been I know, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. and less less in like, the area apparently less thought it was me. He's like, don't. Are you making a burner account as yeah, wrinkles? Don't. I said, No, it's not me, dude. To the forehead, dude. Are you kidding wrinkles me? We called dimples after I'm done stuff. We appreciate the uh the support though, wrinkles. Yeah, wrinkles, you're making it happen. Absolutely. <laughs> We got a, an email from our buddy, our pal, Lumberjack Nick, who's doing some amazing, amazing artwork on Twitter. I don't remember the handle right now, but just go to my Twitter at the Sith List and I've retweeted a bunch of stuff. He's doing some great things for great causes and mental health causes. So fantastic. Let's see what he says. Hey, y'all. I wanted to write in and let your listeners know about an exciting charity drive. Oh, great. Here we go. Charity drive Corey and I are doing. Mental health is a very important thing for both of us. And right now, mental health awareness is more important than ever. So in support of a wonderful organization, to write love on her arms, I'll be selling prints, 100% of the profits going to support mental health. Just visit me at lumberjacknick.bigcartel.com or just visit lumberjacknick.com and find a link to the store there. Thanks for the support, Lumberjack Nick. That is fantastic. I will put this in the show notes. Our boy, Corey Van Dyke, who is on our network. Also, Lumberjack Nick, who's a great friend to the network. I'm going to put this stuff on the show notes so you guys can uh, check it out and support a great cause. Fantastic, Lumberjack Nick. Thank you, buddy. Now we're going to end this podcast with a battle. A battle royale. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! 
Nobu, you're going to want to try to step in and help on this battle, and I'm going to want to try to step in and help, but we can't. I'll wait. Yeah, no. And Eric probably doesn't give a shit either way, but he can't either. It is between <laughs> Hazelnut, Crunch Crunch, uh, Breakfast Shenanigans. No, what's it? Isn't it? Uh, what is it again? Uh, honey Hazelnuts, Crunch it, Crunch. Yeah, it is this corner. Honey Nuts. This corner, we have Hazelnut Crunch Crunch yes. versus the king of all pods. What 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 color trunks is he wearing? I'm in the I'm in the beige trunks. The beige trunks. He's wearing beige trunks. That's a poor choice. Caramel terrible. macchiato tr- trunks. <laughs> so it doesn't even look like he's wearing trunks. He looks like a Ken doll. Yeah, he looks like a Ken doll. <laughs> king Tom is over there wearing his tidy whities in one corner. So we're going to battle it out, a little battle royale. We're going to do a celebrity death match, but this time the celebrities are the Hulk and Spider-Man. Now, King Tom, you're going to have to defend Spider-Man. And, te- and this is what I pretty much basically want you to do. You're going to explain to Malik. Let's pretend that you, you're going to explain to Malik why Spider-Man is a better comic book character than the Hulk. And you will do the same for the Hulk. Boo, I know you're going to, you're dying. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. yeah. But. I will let King Tom go first. When when both of them are down, I'll just tag in and take the championship away from them. Okay, you two punks. I want a good, clean fight. Okay. In the way that, you know, Spider- Ooh. He's down for the count. Yeah, exactly. He tripped going over the rope. Oh, God, he's already down. I don't know what he was expecting. That question is kind of a good question. I I was, no, I was under the impression this would be a battle about who would win in a fight. I'm in no mood for your wives, crack. Let's get it on. But as far as better comic book character, both Spider-Man and the Hulk are some of Marvel's not only oldest superhero characters, but they are what people think about when they think superheroes. And I think Eric, Araj, Les, and I are all old enough when we remember that um, the Hulk had a TV show mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. network television. And, and I was actually thinking this early, you know, earlier on a day or two ago before Araj came up with his plan where, you know, growing up, it seemed like the Hulk was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And now he's not, you know, we, yes, we see him in the MCU, but he's not as prominent anymore. You know, he doesn't have his own show. He's not Lou Ferrigno anymore. But Spider-Man, you know, he had a kind of loser show on CBS, but Japan had a Spider-Man television show. <laughs> That's right, baby. And Japan oh, had Leo Pardon. And, sorry. you know, Leo Pardon is great, but, but Spider-Man doesn't need Leo Pardon. Spider-Man is... A colorful character. Look at his costume. He's red and blue. He stands out. Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Spider-Man is also Miles Morales. Uh, And there are other Spider-Men and Spider-Women throughout the multiverse. The Marvel multiverse, as it will. And they all have this commonality. You know, they they have a spider's powers. And Peter Parker and Miles Morales, they stand out because they are everyone. They stand in for you and me. No matter your background, you can relate to one of them or one of the other people that take on the Spider-Man moniker. And it's just as much the stories of Spider-Man are just as much about their personal lives and how they relate to their being a superhero as they are about their superpowers and the evil villains they face. And to me, 
Spider-Man is, is fun to read because I can relate to it. And while we as humans, we come in all different shapes and sizes and colors. Look at Spider-Man. There's a Spider-Man or Spider-Woman for every one of us out there. Hmm. The Hulk, yep. he's a big guy. You got a gray Hulk. You got a green Hulk. <laughs> you got a red Hulk. You got a she-Hulk. And that's pretty much it. I rest Damn. my case. <sighs> wow. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. This is... Uh, so, let me, so, let me, before you start, Les... I love that effective aggressive this man. I love it when a guy backs the other guy up the whole fight. It's like six rounds to Zill right now. <laughs> and uh, you need to come up with a big. It's like you have a couple rounds left and you need to come uh, up with a haymaker, like a, a big uppercut. Just a lucky Hail Mary. Yeah. A, a Doug Flutie. You need to, oh, well, good call. Okay, Doug Flutie. Doug, as they say. Doug Flutie over here against Bernie Kozar. All right. Less. Uh, you were on. Jeez, man. First of all, I'm just going to flat out say this. Uh, you kind of. It's a lopsided argument, in all honesty, because here's the thing about the Hulk. He's a bitch. No. <laughs> and, I know what the, and, the, and the moment you said that, now I know what this is. Boo, you should know what this is. Dude. Oh, I do. No, that's why I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You're, you're cunado over here. I know. Here. I know. No, I'm waiting. Here, I'm waiting. You're, yeah. you're, uh, I'm doing the uh, over here. I'm doing the uh, trying to find a way to badmouth the Hulk. Dude, I'm about just about to sneak in and argue all not, this shit. Do I not why. have the Hulk right behind me right now in you, my background? You, look at yeah, he's reaching for your face. Look, he's gonna fuck you up. Look at that yeah. guy. I don't know if you and King Tom planned this. I don't believe that. <laughs> no, but we I did think not. This, this is, is just a sham bashing session. But I have to kind of agree. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go ahead and lay down and agree oh, and throw shit. in the towel oh, fuck, because I'll take that from you, the Hulk. Even no mas, no mas. Let me just say this. King Tom brought up something very, very, very uh, poignant, which is Spider-Man is relatable, uh, whether he's Miles Morales or Peter Parker or any of the other variations. There is something about Stacy Gwen, Spy uh, Gwen Stacy, uh, Spider Gwen. <laughs> Fuck, I'm fucking up tonight. There's <laughs> something about Spider-Man that him <laughs> being just an everyday person. I've told you this in the past, Daraj. When I talk to you about Spider-Man. Don't talk about the past on the Sith list. I've told you this in our other conversations where I said, dude, he's relatable. I mean, he, there's panels where he's fighting for his life against the lizard, but he's wondering if he helped Aunt May pay her rent, you know, because mm-hmm. he's everybody, you right. know, like he's a, he's got all this going on. And there's a lot of people who are holding life together. But, you know, it, it's yeah. Spider-Man is just extremely, extremely relatable if you want to break it down. Now, the Hulk is relatable in other ways. If you want to just, you know, people that are fed up. And get angry because and they have to you know work that aggression out a lot of people i'm you cannot tell me i mean there's plenty of people out there as benevolent as people can be they've all had a moment where they just flash in their mind and go if i could be the hulk right now this would be over you know even though violence is the answer and everything ultimately that's something that can be pointed out but you can't compare the hulk to spider-man in this case because there are storylines where the Hulk is a straight up despot and he's ruling the world and it's a dystopic future uh-huh. as him in charge of the world. Right. There's stories where he is the ultimate villain and it's just not even close. Like, okay. So you're that's good. This is a good you argument. You set this up to be, you're fighting back right now. You're, you're jabbing, you're jabbing. Keep it, you, keep it up. You kind of set this up to be one of those things where either you just have to go for it on what you prefer. Not so much. I'm just asking you, why do you prefer the Hulk over Spider-Man? And I know you do. Because 
that's just King Tom just weighed in and he yes. just he just explained exactly. But see, that's me. And I mean, it may expose something about me, but ultimately there are times where I relate yeah, big to the Hulk. You know, I do relate to the Hulk. I would love to be at least in control of everything because you kind of have a point where they try to make the Hulk at least human, you know, by having him become Professor Hulk. Mm-hmm. And that's probably my favorite Hulk. It should be everybody's. He's totally together. Mm-hmm. So if I you can it. bring it all together, yeah. But ultimately, I mean, I there's no argument here. There really isn't as far as I go. And I do love the Hulk. I'll never stop loving it, but I would never be able to have this type of argument after that, especially with Spider-Man stepping up, you know? It's yeah, just you're like, a Spider-Man fan. It's just like, if you want to go sh- uh, sheer fighting, that's a different story. We can go 15, 20 rounds. But um, it looks like he's somebody just stabbed him. But if you're back. doing just the whole, like, morality thing and, and the, the base of that character and the character inside that uh, comic character, then, yeah, by far, Spider-Man kicks his ass. Okay. Okay. So you're siding with King Tom. Well done, King Tom. Now, Boo is dying to give us two cents about the Hulk. Go ahead, Boo. Yeah, no, I, I agree with King Tom that one of the, the best parts of Spider-Man is his relatability. He's trying to survive. Yeah. You can Peter Parker people. Peter Parker people, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Peter Parker, pick, Parker, Parker, Peppers. You're on your so, uh, yeah, no, but the relatableness is that we're all trying to survive. He's trying to be a superhero, going to college, have a relationship, still, you know, be a, be a good... Um, well, citizen. let's just be a son, but he's, you know, he's the nephew, yeah. you know, that kind of thing, you know, and he's, we're all just trying to do that. We're all trying to be our own little superhero to somebody. Mm. And that's, and that's one of the greatest parts about Spider-Man is that he's, he's not a billionaire. He, he's not a, he's not a mortal, you know, he's not uh Superman, you know, he's not, he's very smart, but you know, he still has to struggle. He still has to survive. Like all, like all of us do. And that's one of the greatest parts about him is that, and he's actually human. He knows what it is to, it's like with Captain America. That's what makes him such a great person is because he knows what it is to not have it. He wasn't born with it. Didn't, didn't buy it. Didn't put it together himself. It was given to him. And he knows the gift of that. And it's been taken from him and stuff like that. So he knows the gift. And that's something that's great about him. Um, but what makes the Hulk, I, I think, and in, in, in the most in more recent years, people have actually have utilized Bruce Banner as a character more than just the vessel for the Hulk. Mm-hmm. People see him as Bruce Banner. Oh, he's a smart guy who has the Hulk inside of him. But there's more to that. Everyone has that, not darkness, but that other side. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Everybody mm-hmm. has that moment, has that feeling of just like Peter Parker is everybody. He really is. The uh, Bruce Banner, the Hulk is everybody. Everybody has those dark thoughts, those dark moments, those troubling times in our lives that are thankfully not manifested in something that are Hulk worthy. Exactly. Exactly. So, but, but with the Hulk, those are manifested in a physical form. Mm. And the interesting thing is, is that it shows how scary that can be. He is also everyone, not to the same aspect of that. Everybody is struggling to live life, but everybody's struggling on the inside. Nobody sees the battle that you have on the inside. But for Bruce Banner, you do on a regular basis. He doesn't like it. He hates it. It scares the shit out of him. He feels, he feels like he has little control or none at all. And that's a terrifying fact. That's mm-hmm. a terrifying thing for a lot of he's people scared. to realize. He's definitely scared of himself. Exactly. And every time he does something awful or he thinks he's going to do, he'd rather just not. He's tried to kill himself. It doesn't work, but he's tried to kill himself because he doesn't want to cause harm or be a risk to others. And that's, a, that's an incredible 
thing to reveal about yourself that that you are so scared of what's on the inside mm-hmm. that that you would rather not you know put it out there for 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 it to harm people so i think i i think for everyone else for everyone else i think spider-man is a much more relatable character and a, and a, and a cooler character because it's a lot more lighthearted. yeah yeah he's thinking shit i did i turn off the stove everybody's done that but not everybody's thinking i just destroyed a city because i stubbed my toe and I'm like, oh fuck! What, what did what did I do? Not everybody thinks that way, but everybody has those dark darkness, you know, that darkness inside of them, and that's what I think makes them relatable. So, as far as a more not not grounded, but a richer character, I don't know. I I, I would see the the Hulk being a richer character, especially now more than in, like I said, more recent years that people have actually put them side to side instead of just having one behind the other. So evidently, this was more of a wrestling match, and somebody tagged in against yeah, the fucking, champion here. Yeah, fucking right. Um, great points. Great, great, great points, Boo. Very uh, well Les, said. Yeah, very well yeah. said. Les, um, yeah, man. You're looking at the, the whole, corner. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Great corner, man. Great, right. great, yeah, great. We're tag champs. Yeah, tag me in. Next week, we're going to have... Well, well done, by the way, before I get into this. Well done to both, uh, all three of you on that. I'm a Spider-Man fan, and just because I think Hulk is an idiot. Now let's and it let's help move that on. Spider Man has great villains. Great villains. Fucking amazing great villains. villains. The, the, the Hulk has great, has yeah. good villains. But I mean, Spider Man has great villains. Yeah, Spider Man does have wonderful the best rogue gallery yes, ever. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Batman. Batman's pretty good though. That's yeah, argued. That's yeah, that's Batman's a debate for later. Yeah, 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 we can talk about that. But next week, well, this is what I'm going to tell you. We're going to do. It's going to be Eric versus me, and we're going to do about poison. <laughs> 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 To be honest with you, I don't think Eric likes either, right? Eric, you're not a big fan of either. Well, I think you're uh, you like Poison better than the crew. Dude, when I was young, I loved both those bands. Yeah, so did I. I did too, man. I seen both of them in concert. Did by you? The way. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Eric. Unfortunately, do you know the difference? Shut it down. <laughs> but now I'm like, eh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't hate them. It just my musical tastes have changed. Yeah, I got it. I got it. So we're going to do Beyonce versus Taylor Swift. No, I'm just kidding. We won't. Oh, oh God. Because you cannot do no, that. we won't. We won't. We won't. We won't do that. You know why we won't do that? That'd because be I love Eric and I want to be his friend. So what we're going to do, <laughs> what we're going to do is we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to do. We'll figure out the subject matter, but it'll be Eric and I, and I'll probably lose, but I'll stand up there and I'll get beat up. I won't just throw in a towel like you did last because that was dog shit. Yeah, it was. You just threw in your fine. goddamn towel. Like, right. I got to agree with, agree with King Tom right off the bat. What the fuck? Ah, boo, good job. If you well guys done. can't tell that the edible hit me, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Should have asked that question at the start. I know I should have. Son of a bee. All right. Well, this was a great episode. I th- Maybe. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> yeah, that's a bold statement there, sir. Yeah. I mean, it felt like a great one, but that's after three, four seltzers. <laughs> Mr. Struthers, where can people listen to your great Star Wars podcast? Sam, you know what? did you hear that? Yeah, you can find my Star Wars podcast, The Bad Motivators, on makingstarwars.net in the podcast section. Check us Ooh. out. Actually, we might not be listed in the podcast section yet. Just look <laughs> in the news feed and you'll find us. It's been a journey, man. It's been a journey. Uh, yeah, we, we do some good stuff and hopefully people are digging what we do. It's been, it's been a fun ride. We're like up close to 170 episodes in. Damn. Uh, yeah. So, uh, also just follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers. I'm not as active as I used to be, but you know what? That's where I am. Hey, that's where you need to be. 
Mr. Tom Chansky, king of all pods, king of all Patreons. Where can people find you? I am not going to be answering that this week because I think uh, as of a few minutes ago, I have a big green guy coming to kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> or wrinkles, who knows? Or wrinkles. Or wrinkles. wrinkles. Yes. Tom Chansky on Twitter, here on the Sith List, and then Patreon shows for the Bed Motivator, Steel Wars, and Blue Harvest. Fantastic. All great podcasts. Mr. Carlos Borgueo, where can people find you saving Crunch Crunch? Hazelnut's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he's baked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. Mr. Crunch Crunch, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Less of More 79. You can find me on Twitter at Freshly Baked Hazelnuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> freshly roasted. Be roasted. <laughs> yeah, freshly roasted. No, baked. Thank you. Get Finally. Like, Eric yes, fucked baked. up once. He didn't. He's right. I'm baked. Oh, you're yeah, baked. Yeah, yeah. No, he's baked. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Freshly but, baked. God, Molly Crew. I got it. I dug the. I dug it the first way. Yeah, it's still cool. Roasted that. You cool. still have no pants on, by the way. Damn right. Damn right. Man, I wish I. Mean, I, 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 felt I gotta like this. I might do this from now. Should we do a podcast with no pants on? No, in our underwear. No. I. That's what I mean. Oh damn it! No, yeah, of course in our underwear. Yeah, nobody. And we'll have cameras underneath the table. You never know how many yeah. commandos are out there, man. What do you guys think about Commando? I never was into Commando. Eric, Commando? Yes or no? Uh, Just quick. I, I like wearing underwear. Need a little support Me down too. there. Need something yeah. to, you know, kind of stave off the friction of the, the jeans. Gotcha. You boxer brief or your uh, yeah, boxer, boxer brief? Yeah, me too, boxer brief. Yep, I need something down there, boxer briefs usually. Boo, I know the answer to that tonight. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, crunch, I don't even want to know. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> I can uh, see Lesko and Commando. No. Oh, God, no. no. Not God. see it. Hazel no, nuts in the wind. Could you, could you see could it, Boo? See it, could yeah. you see it, Boo? All right, we need to end this thing right now. Yep. What can I, you know what? Episode 200 is coming, and we have, I know I always say we have nothing planned, but there's some movement. There's some movement out there. There's some thoughts. So we're thinking about things to do. Should be fun one way or the other. We'll catch you next week on episode number 195 of The Sith List.
it, is yeah. Tony's right now? I am. <laughs> it's something, man. Hey, I'm going to run downstairs and grab the water real quick. I'll be right back. Yeah, you all got right, it. Cool. Looks like, yeah, we're grab, all... Grab Boo some pants. Adjusting. 